scripture reading this morning comes from the Gospel of Luke, the 24th chapter, verses 13 through 35. And as may be a familiar story to you, the walk to the city of Emmaus. Listen now for God's words to us today. Now on that same day, two of them were going to a village called Emmaus, about seven miles from Jerusalem, and talking with each other about all the things that had happened. While they were walking and talking and discussing, Jesus himself came near and went with them, but their eyes were kept from recognizing him. And Jesus said to them, what are you discussing with each other while you walk along? They stood still, looking sad, and then one of them, whose name was Cleopas, answered him, Are you the only stranger in Jerusalem that does not know the things that have taken place in these days? What things, he asked. They replied, The things about Jesus of Nazareth, who was a prophet, mighty in deed and word before God and all the people, and how our chief priests and leaders handed him over to be condemned to death and crucified him. But we had hoped that he was the one to redeem Israel, Yes, and besides all this, it is now the third day since these things took place. Moreover, some of the women of our group were astounded to us. They were at the tomb early this morning, and when they did not find their body there, they told us that they had seen a vision of angels who said he was alive. Some of the women said this, and we went to the tomb and found as the women had said, but we did not see him. Then Jesus said to them, How foolish you are and how slow of heart to believe that the prophets have declared. Was it not necessary that the Messiah should suffer these things and enter into his glory? Then beginning with Moses and all the prophets, Jesus interpreted them these things about himself and all the scriptures. As they came near the village for which they were going, he walked ahead as if he was going on. But they urged him, saying, Stay with us. It's almost evening and the day is almost over. So they went to stay with him. And when Jesus was at table with them, Jesus took the bread, blessed it and broke it and gave it to them. And their eyes were open and they recognized him and he vanished from their sight. They said to each other, were not our hearts burning within us while he was talking to us on the road and while he was opening the scriptures to us? That same hour they got up and went to Jerusalem and told the 11 and their companions gathered all that they had seen. And they were saying, the Lord has risen indeed, and he appeared to Simon. Then they told what happened on their road and how he had been made known to them in the breaking of the bread. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Now, I don't know about you all, but lately I find it increasingly difficult to concentrate and get anything done. As I sat down to prepare this sermon this week, my mind was jumping around trying to make sense of all the things going on in this chaotic world. I found myself worrying about work or lack thereof, worried about my family, my friends, worried about when my internet connection would die in my next Zoom meeting. And most importantly, I was thinking about not thinking about the fact I'm stuck in the middle of a pandemic. All of this processing, all of this thinking left me frustrated and exhausted. And for me, when I'm like that, I decide to take a walk. A walk helps get me going. It gets me out in a change of scenery and a change of pace. And like those disciples, I can talk and process as I walk. Now, the story of Emmaus Road is much akin to where we are these days in this time of pandemic. We're frustrated by our circumstances We are angry and sad about things are not the way that they're supposed to be. Sometimes life these days doesn't even feel like it's reality. 
And yet here we are finding ourselves in the season of Easter time. But for me lately, even on the best of days, it doesn't feel like the good news of Easter tide. It doesn't feel like days of hope and joy. For many of us, for me, these have been broken hearted days. Broken hearted days. That's what the two disciples had experienced over the few days in Jerusalem. And now they're walking out of town, making their way to Emmaus, hours after the women have been to the tomb and told them of Jesus' death and possible resurrection. So much has happened, they can barely take it in, they can barely make sense of it. And the story tells us as they were talking and telling this, Jesus appears right next to them and they do not recognize him. And as we heard from Finn and from the story, despite Jesus telling everybody how the story was supposed to go, the disciples walking along the road couldn't believe that's the way the story was supposed to end. They were grieving that the world that they knew had changed, that it would never be the same, that they could never go back to doing things the way they used to be. And right there in the middle of this, the risen Christ joins them. But our text says they could not recognize him The two friends had no idea who this stranger was. In their quick recitation of events, they say something that gives us a little insight to maybe why this is happening. Insight into the depths of their dismay and the dismay. The insight about how hard it was for them to let go. Remember in the story, they said the words, but we had hoped. But we had hoped. They had hoped that he would be the one that would redeem Israel, the one that would make everything okay, the one that would give us the happy ending, but yet he died a cruel and violent death. But we had hoped. Like the disciples, we too are trying to make sense out of a new reality that doesn't seem to make sense of all. This is not how it was supposed to be. We want something different, something else. And I bet you have walked your own road to Emmaus. I know I have, and I am right now. Preacher and teacher Barbara Brown Taylor says, Emmaus is the road you walk when your team's lost, when your candidate's been defeated, when your loved one has died. The long road back to the empty house, the piles of mail and unopened bills, back to life as usual, if life can ever be usual again. Friends, we are in Eastertide, but we are walking our own variety of Emmaus roads. We're all living in a world where we're dealing with disappointments and doubts. Even before the pandemic, the world wasn't exactly a normal and loving place. How many times do we find ourselves yearning for God to make this a better place? How many times in our prayers do we find ourselves uttering those words of lament, those words of anticipation, how long, O Lord? We need to be reminded now more than ever that while this world might feel like a Good Friday world, we live in an Easter world, a world where Christ is risen still. Christ has risen is past tense. Christ is risen is our reality. We live in a world where love still comes up besides us and walks with us and nothing, not even a pandemic and social distancing can separate us from that love of God. But every day we are pummeled with messages that say the opposite. The disciples couldn't recognize the risen Christ even though he was there. And they kept from recognizing him. But why? Why could they not see that he was right there? Why do they, like us, not always recognize when Jesus is in our midst? 
They seemed like people who would recognize Jesus. They had pinned their hopes on him. They had studied him. They knew his teaching. And perhaps that's exactly why they didn't recognize Jesus. Jesus they were looking for was the one that they imagined, the one that they had expectations for, the ones they were expecting to see. They had heard the rumor of the empty tomb, but we all know death is death and that's the end. It's over. They could only see the way things were, the way things are supposed to be. They were unable to perceive that perhaps the world had changed, that something new had begun. Death brought by discontinuity and a loss of hope for these disciples, and they could not imagine it beyond its borders. That was the end, the cessation of all hopes, their dreams. That was the end of the story. They were lost in grief and despair. Saddened like those disciples, how many of us sitting in our homes today are uttering those same words, we had hoped, we had wanted. We had hoped that all our questions might be answered, that our problems might be solved, that this year might be different that life might have been changed, that maybe Easter might mean something a little bit more. And many of us are looking around in a broken and hard world today, and we're feeling like we can't really see Jesus, that maybe if we're really honest, Jesus really does feel crucified, dead, and buried, that that's the end of the story, period, move on to whatever might be next. In his book, Transitions, William Bridges notes that people who go into transition, whether it be unwillingly or unwittingly, find it hard to find new beginnings, that they get stuck in what he calls the wilderness, the place in between the beginning of something new and the ending of the previous thing. And perhaps we can't see Jesus like those disciples because we're stuck in that place between something that is ended and something that is new. Or perhaps we, like the disciples, don't recognize Jesus because it was beyond our comprehension that God could do something as amazing as rise from the dead. They had heard the testimony of the angels and the women, but they couldn't see the trace for themselves. How could this possibly be? How could this be expected? And I wonder how often it's our expectations that keep us from recognizing the risen Christ when he is right there alongside of us. How often in our lives do we make Christ fit into our own image instead of fitting our lives into the image of Christ? Even as people of faith, like those disciples, we have our expectations of how church is supposed to be, how things should be done. We find ourselves expecting that because we are educated and privileged that the world owes us things. We find ourselves expecting not to lose our jobs, that if we eat right and exercise, we can beat age and death. Our expectation is if we do the right thing, we'll get the right things. And we expect that relationships will last forever. We, like the disciples, find ourselves saying all the time, we had hoped, we had hoped. And we have those words of lament walking along that Emmaus road with our hats met expectations dashed, wondering, Jesus, where were you on that one? Or perhaps, as I said earlier, they don't recognize Jesus because they just think it's an idle tale and they can't see that God's doing something different. Now, friends, it feels like it's been a long time since the Easter Sunday, but it was only two short weeks ago, but it might as well seem like it was a thousand years ago. There's been a lot of times for doubt to creep in, for hard news to weigh us down, The joyous shouts of the Alleluia Chorus are drowned out with the shouts of news and despair and politics and brokenness, and we're struggling to make sense of our lives in this new reality. We're all on that road to Emmaus trying to figure it out. 
And the church hasn't been immune from this either, friend. We're all coping with feeling like we can only catch fleeting glimpses of our Savior. Us preacher types in church talk a lot about the presence of Christ as if we can simply announce that he is present and boom, make it so. But the truth is far more elusive and more mysterious. The story of what happened on the Emmaus Road makes it clear that the Lord is alive, even if we can't see where he is. If he is present with us, we don't always know it, and we're not always looking for God. For God reminds us God goes where God wants, not where God thinks. In the Emmaus story, Christ breaks bread, and the disciples' eyes are open. But as you can see today, we can't break bread at this table together. We can't gather in church like we used to. Today, friends, we're living in Emmaus where we're challenged to find new ways to be the church, new ways to have our eyes open. We have to learn to live in the mysterious truth that God abides with us even in the heartache of whatever road we might travel. We find ourselves meeting Christ in the friend who journeys with us on this road. We find Christ in new and weird and wonderful places. We find Christ when action is taken to honor all people regardless of their race, their sex, their orientation, their religion, or what hymns they like to sing. We meet Christ when we welcome that stranger, even in the midst of the pandemic. We meet Christ when we practice hospitalities to our loved ones and to the new ones. And we meet Christ whenever we extend our hand in love and grace. Frederick Beechner sums it up best when he says, The sacred moments, the moments of miracle are often the everyday moments. The moments which, if we do not look with more than our eyes or listen with more than our ears, will reveal only a gardener a plain stranger coming down the road, a meal like any other meal. But if we look with our hearts, if we listen with our whole being and imagination, we may see Jesus himself. Today, all of us are on a walk that is like no other walk. We are walking in search of hope and a lot of good news. And today, friends, that good news is right there in our text, that God is walking with us, that we are never alone. That even when we look around and we can't find and we can't see the risen Christ, he is still there to move us from our blindness to sight, from disbelief to confession, from sadness to delight, and from despair to hope again. We see Jesus even though we can't see this new way. Friends, the world and the church that we knew it before this pandemic is gone and we cannot go back. We cannot go back to the way things were. But today, this reminds us that as we walk, we can learn to live in a new world, a new reality, and we can find Christ in new and more amazing and exciting places. So only when we're willing to go out on that road, to take that risk, to walk with Christ and share our joys, our concerns, only then can we truly see and understand the risen Christ is right here. And whether we feel him or see him every day, it doesn't matter. We are never alone. So friends, today, as we're frustrated, as we're sad, as we're joyous, as we're concerned, let's get up and take a walk, a walk like no other, and maybe then our hearts might burn for Christ, our eyes might be open, and we might see that he's been here the whole time. Thanks be to God. Amen.